When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Good Friday morning and welcome to another big edition of Jack and Payne with me, Jack Revolt, and the Australian Test Captain Tim Payne. Thanks to our friends at Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. Payne, how are you, mate? Very well. Good morning, Jack. Good to be back for another week. Big, um, yes, big week. Looking forward to some grand final chat. Yeah, a bit of grand final chat, a bit of reflections. We, of course, had Ben Brown on the show last week. Uh, well, on the Friday before the grand final, which was good of him to come Did? on. And I think I tipped Did you him. say he'd kick three? Four, I said four. No, I mean, so oh, it was four, was it? Oh, let me off. down, let me credit down. there. No, no. He let, missed a couple too, didn't yes, he? Yes, I know. I would have kicked them. But uh, no, three for big Ben Brown and then... Obviously, some uh, some amazing scenes post the grand final and some amazing scenes during the grand final as well where the Bulldogs looked like they were going to take away a victory. But, of course, a, a, I reckon nearly the most dominant piece of, uh, of AFL football or quarter and a half of yep. AFL football saw the Melbourne Football Club run out convincing winners in the end and break that 57-year premiership drought. Yes, it was. The second half was a whitewash, wasn't it? Let's be completely honest. It was like... Um was it the Port who got absolutely belted yeah, in that grand final? 119 points, I think Port got beaten by. It was by very, John very similar to that. And Mate, I can't help but feel a little bit um, responsible for it because I was starting to text. Well, you know, halfway through the second quarter when Bont swung onto his left foot and kicked that goal around his shoulder, I yep. thought, this is game over. And game I was texting over. him, how good's Bont? How good's Bont? And then the game just psh, gone. Yeah, gone. It, was pretty, it happened pretty quickly as well. It was just sort of like... It, it? I, I think it sort of crept up on people a little bit that all of a sudden... I think three-quarter time was coming around and it still wasn't a massive, massive uh, margin, but just got to the point where it was out of reach and the yeah. the, the Ds were uh, clearly the best team all year and uh, have taken away uh, a great victory. Payne, you were pretty interested, though, in the celebrations post the grand final? Yes, I was. I was, and I know you're a bit of a veteran of it these days, Jack, with the three you've got, so I wanted you to take us a little bit inside to the feelings that sort of... That moment in a grand final, firstly, when you know you've won it and you're all out on the ground and I'm sure you're starting to chat the opposition a little bit. So so from that moment to up getting your medal to the minute where you all go up and raise the cup together, we can start with that and then we'll build into the next few days and how that umpire. I mean, it would have been slightly different for Melbourne being over in, in Perth, although it did look a lot like some Richmond celebrations from them, to be honest, but we'll get to that. So take us through that first moment. When you know, when you're on the team on the ground and you know you're about to win a premiership. Yeah, so 2017 I didn't really know until the last two minutes, just for the fact that we hadn't been there and there was obviously a big hoodoo that you were so you always start counting the minutes and you're like, oh, but it, it finally took the time to look at the clock and see that 28 minutes had gone. So that was when I'd known that we'd won that one. Uh, 2019, 
even at three-quarter time, we were 10 goals up and you were still like, oh, they've just got to kick a goal every sort of two and a half minutes, three minutes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of I think early on in that one, we, we, knew it was, we knew it was over that one there. So that was, that was very enjoyable. And then the last one obviously came down in the last two minutes when I jagged that one from the boundary right in front of Ben yep. Fagan was actually watching. Uh, was he? What, right, he was second row back yelling at me and uh, didn't hear him. But kicked that one from about 40 on the boundary and then sort of carried on a little bit and we knew that it was over then so a bit of bit of finger pointing action there and was but it's always it's a it's a great feeling there is no better feeling on a football field than that you know you've got it won and um you start to just have fun and and, and really enjoy it and, and usually you play better football when you're enjoying it in that last bit as well so do you, do you get stuck into the opposition or do you let them go or are you more worried about y- yourselves at that point no nah. does it depend on who it is and what's been said uh well i haven't had too many run-ins in grannies where we've been down and, and then they said something said to me. So it's sort of, you don't dish out too much, but you save yeah. it for, for when you play them the next time or they might get a bit lippy and, and whatnot. But uh, no, I haven't had too many run-ins there um, on grand finals, but just got a few things saved in the memory bank. I had a, I had a massive run-in with Nathan Jones once and then we ended up doing Fox footy on Saturday together before <laughs> the game as well. So, But uh, it's, it's, it's funny. You, you generally find football clubs, everyone's pretty similar when you when you roll yep. around and they're all Absolutely. the same. So, no, no, no better feeling, Painy, than the, the last few minutes when you know you've got it won. What about, um, obviously, you're on social media. Have you been watching the Demons celebrations? And was there... I've heard a few Richmond supporters say there's a bit of deja vu about this. I feel like I've seen it before. I wasn't surprised. Uh, I was surprised that Fisher didn't crop up out of there. I thought yeah. he, might have, he might have read his head. But uh, a few things caught my eye. Alex near Neil Bullen, he played a fantastic grand final. He, uh, he went the American-style uh, champagne ski goggles Goggle. setup. He was, he, that's, yep. that's very, very confident. And, and I mean, yep. um, it's what's for me to talk after teeing up the killers, as we found out last week pretty early on into the week, if I was going to win, that we were going to get up. I was going to get up on stage. But he's, he's run the uh, ski goggles there, so he was expecting yep. to, to that's win. A, that's NBA, though, isn't it? That's a bit of NBA. Oh, just American yep. sports in general. I think the baseball like as well. Yep. See the photo of Angus Brayshaw just lighting up a uh, big Cuban in the yep. middle that's of the Michael ground. That's Michael Jordan. Seen it before. I've just... Australian sport, never seen someone light up a big Cuban cigar. That was, uh, no. that was quite enjoyable. He, he looked like he, he went... He celebrated well from what I saw, Angus Brayshaw. He's gone up in my books yep. from what I saw of him over the weekend but. Yep. when we're looking to actually try and get Christian Petrarca on the show next week because he's involved with a young Tasmanian man and something happening there in the future so we've put out a line to Christian and we're hoping to have him on next week's show well the D's have arrived back in Melbourne Paney they have landed back here in Victoria and I don't know why they've come back to be honest because it's pretty miserable over here in Victoria, <laughs> Victoria at the moment but Max Gorn spoke to the media at the airport yesterday our team name is the name of the city this is the city we're from and um, I'm excited to be back, even though I can't see anybody. I feel like everyone knows now the Cup's home. It would have been pretty special to do this all in Melbourne, and um, you can sit there and go, oh, what, a, what a shame we didn't get to do it in Melbourne. I can go, oh, let's just do it in 2022. Pretty confident there, Max, but um, interesting like that he's, uh, he's come back to Melbourne and unfortunately can't see anyone, but no doubt the Melbourne Football Club will have a big gala day for the uh, supporters, the members and the families to all go down and celebrate their hoodoo that they've broken after 57 years. Painey, this is a question you always ask post the grand final, is where do you see the, the two teams that uh, they played in? Obviously, a big loss and can be very deflating for a football club to, to be smacked like that. And you think maybe Giants 2019 got beaten by 81 points against the Tigers yep. and sort of took yep. the wind out of their sails. Do you think they'll both stay up the, the top end there? 
I think they've got the players too. There's no doubt. We'll ask Maxi. They'll be playing in the grand final again. The Melbourne will be hard to beat. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the Bulldogs. I think you raise an interesting point because you look at the Giants dropped away a little bit. Uh, you looked at the Adelaide Crows after a pretty deflating loss, dropped away a lot, albeit with a, a camp in the middle. But I think when you're on the biggest stage uh, in any sport and the anticipation and the excitement about the potential of winning that and doing something special and then to get so close and to get absolutely wiped off the field, it can it can take a really strong group and some really strong leadership to, to bring your group back. And I think in Beveridge and Bontempelli, they've probably got that. Um, but the proof will probably be in the pudding next year. But there's no doubt the quality of player I think the uh, the Bulldogs have got as well. So I'd expect both of them will be uh, playing late in September next year. You're what right. do you I think, reckon? I think it's a good form line. The D's are playing some played some great footy this year, and I think if if they can uh, continue on that path, they'll be very hard to beat next year. And of course, the Bulldogs. I, I think they're growing nicely. The Bulldogs. Uh, Marcus Bondapelli wins his fourth best and fairest during the week, and you think he's only 26, I think 25 or 26, and he's won. Yep. Four best and fairest and finishing the top three and seven best and fairest as well. He's bloody good playing. Looked like he was... He looked painy, didn't he? Like he was going to take home the North Smith and single-handedly drag the Bulldogs over the line in that grand final on the weekend. One thing... He's a beautiful player to watch. Do you you know... uh, Is it... If Melbourne lost their fitness man, is he Uh, gone to the Adelaide Crows? I think he has headed to the Adelaide Crows. Um, So he's coming for one year? No, no. Darren Burgess has been there there for for a couple of years. I think two or three. So I'm surprised uh, they've let him go. Loves loves the airtime, Darren Burgess. I've seen him. He is, but he's obviously as well. Yeah, he's very confident. You can tell that in his in his work on some of the. I think it was a doco I saw, but he's clearly. I mean, Simon Goodwin and the coaching staff will get a lot of the credit for, and rightly rightly so. But I think he's behind the scenes had a huge influence on on the style of footy that they've been able to play. Yeah, you know, you're right. And how long they can play it for. So he's been involved in footy for a while now. He's at the Arsenal Football Club in the English Premier League, I think, for a while, though. So highly regarded and heads to the Adelaide Crows and a big part of the the Demons build-up and the Demons' success this year. Well, Payne, if there's one thing that we know on this show is we know how to get a headline out there. Of course, James Faulkner... Sent ratings all around the world and sent Jack and Paney right over the globe. But last week we had Alastair Clarkson on the show and he said that he wanted to coach Tasmania and would be happy to do it. And no, well, the story dropped and literally an hour later, our man Peter Gutwin, the Premier of Tasmania, was on the phone to Clarko and he's making it happen, isn't he? He certainly is. How exciting. Alistair Clarkson coaching the Tasmania, what are we, the Devils? The Tasmanian Devils the in Devils. 2026. Yeah, we're, the Devils. we're the Devils. Well, Payne, I've got some audio here of Alastair Clarkson last week. Would you entertain coaching the Tasmanian team in, it, in its first year or being the first coach of the Tasmanian AFL team if it was granted a licence and started in the season 2026? Yeah, well, it d- depends where I'm at and what I'm doing at that point in time. Um, but, yeah, we, we, without a doubt, you know, the... Um, but, but also, there's, there's some other guys out there like like Bolts and Fags. Both both would be great candidates. You know, if it's a if it's a, a a Tassie guy that you want to coach the club, then you've got two rippers there. You know, both those guys I can see in really really strong roles for the Tassie side, either in coaching or in football administration, setting up the setting up the club. But you know, it, because it is six years away, um, who knows what we're all going to be doing at that point in time? But uh, but certainly from this far out, you know. If, uh, if I were, if I was unemployed like I am now, um, I'd be putting my hand up big time to to get involved in some such an exciting venture. I I think it's a no-brainer for the AFL competition, and it's a no-brainer for Tassie to roll their sleeves up and, and get behind it. You know, the Premier's heard that painy, and he is he's basic. I think he's already offered him a contract. To be honest, 
No doubt. He's, he's got a, him on speed dial. He has got him on Peter. speed dial. And, uh, Absolutely no doubt. We and know. as you would, what did he say? No brainer. Yep. That was one thing. Us, Without a doubt. Our. Us, we. He's got his backroom staff in place. Brendan Bolton and Fags ready to go. We've got the dream team. Um, and I totally agree. We'd, we'd love to get some prominent Tasmanians in some key positions. But, but for me, they can just slot in behind Clarko. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we have got a big show today. Uh, before I go any further, actually, I want to shout out to Ryan Wiggins, who I know uh, the Tasmanian footballer, unfortunately, broke his neck. He's over here in hospital at the moment. I've been FaceTiming a little bit, but he's going to be listening to the show, so I promised I'd give him a shout out. So shout out to you, Ryan. Uh, later in the show, though, we've got, we've, got, oh, we've got a very, very strong list. We've got Peter Siddle. And he's got some big shoes to fill, Payne, because uh, last he time does. we had a Tasmanian cricketer on the uh, on the show was James Faulkner. And, uh, well, and I've made him aware of it too this week. I've been letting him know that we need him to deliver some big headlines. Big headlines, because that's what we're about. And James Faulkner certainly dropped a few bombs and threw a few grenades <laughs> about a few weeks ago. We're going to have Flash Lisco on for the whole second hour. He's just moving in Oof. nicely, making his way. You'll probably hear him clanging around the back of the show here in the first Can you hear hour. Him? Haven't heard him yet, but you, you might hear him soon clang around in the backland. And uh, racing is on the agenda. It's that little bit of that time between the end of the AFL season and cricket just kicking away. But, of course, racing is uh, at its fullest. In spring, we will have Tasmanian jockey Craig Froggy Newitt. This is Jack Frog. and Paney on SEN.